Today we are talking about the different uh, vocals and vocal styles in metal. You're listening to Metal and High Heels, the official podcast from the magazine about metal, lifestyle, and entertainment. Hello. Hey, hey. <laughs> That's Alien Steffi. Wieso nicht wie Alien Steffi? Are you Alien Steffi again? Um, I am Mutant Pia. And together with Alien Steffi and MH Kiki, I'm your host today for the Metal and High Heels podcast. Yeah, welcome to the 20th episode. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. As we said, we want to talk about vocals in metal today. But before we do that, um, you wanted to tell me something about the New Leaves Ice album because I still haven't listened to it because I think that it is very boring. So what do you think about the album? Pia, yeah, what do you even listen to? <laughs> <laughs> you still haven't listened to Spiller, darling. I listen to death metal a lot and to metalcore and to Japanese metal. And to Stratovarius. Nice. What are you listening to uh, these days, Steffi? Um, I'm very, very boring. Just Epica. <laughs> like always, <laughs> it Ooh. seems. Yes, I know, boring. But they had two nice EPs. Um, yeah, I think one last year. And they covered a lot of anime songs, theme songs. That's very really? funny. <laughs> oh, you have that album too? That's strange. Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. It's almost Japanese metal peer. Maybe you should <laughs> listen to it. Which one is your favorite song? Um, um, all. <laughs> <laughs> Crimson Bow and Arrow is nice. Yeah. I can't add them all to our Spotify playlist because I try to create a Spotify playlist while we are talking so that you can listen to everything that we mention. In our Spotify playlist. All of the songs. And it's going to start with <laughs> Epica. Mm -hmm. I don't know if the Attack on Titan songs are on Spotify. I haven't seen them. No, I don't think so. I don't find them huh. at the moment. I'll look that up later. But we wanted to talk about Leaves Eyes. Leaves Eyes. Yes. The concept of this of this episode actually started when I listened to uh, the Leaves Eyes album. Mm -hmm. Sign of the Dragon Head. And... Um, Yeah, I I thought the album was boring, as Pia predicted. <laughs> <laughs> And I also thought of of Steffi because uh, Steffi had said um, at some point when we were when we were talking that symphonic metal with uh, operatic female voices is getting very boring. And um, that's exactly what what happens in Sign of the Dragon Head. Um, Yeah, it's very monotone. It's not... I don't know why so many people are so hyped about it. <laughs> are they? But I don't know if it's really boring or if we just get tired of it because we've been listening to that kind of music for so long. But I expected the, the album to be uh, very boring because we saw Leaf's Eyes at the Metal Female Voices Fest 2016. Mm-hmm. And when they were on stage with their new singer, I think it was one of the first gigs for their new singer. Yeah. I listened to the songs and I just thought, oh, hmm, 
well, it sounds all the same. And that was not the case when Leif Christine was the singer of Leif's Eyes. That's true. Well, it sounded very similar, but it wasn't that boring because you couldn't hear that in any other band expect um, the sirens or theater of tragedy where <laughs> Leif is the singer. <laughs> exactly. Yes, Liv has a very unique voice. What did you think of uh, Sign of the Dragon Head, Steffi? Did you listen to it? No, not really. A few songs. Um, yeah, I think the, the music videos I watched. Mm -hmm. But yeah, um, it's boring. <laughs> Nothing more to say. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's always the same. Tries always to create that epic feeling of the Viking topic. Yeah. Did you listen to the instrumental versions? No, I didn't. Do they exist? <laughs> yeah, on Spotify. Yes. Oh, okay, great. Maybe we'll check them out. Yes. So yeah, tell me, you guys, because you have uh, stated this before, and uh, before I start with my whole <laughs> monologue, <laughs> <laughs> why are operatic vocals getting boring in symphonic metal in general? Mm, for me, I think it is because... I've listened to Nightwish a lot, and I also listened a lot to um, one of the Stream of Passion albums. Not the last one, but the one where my favorite song of all times from the band is on, and the, the song is called The World is Ours. Um, I wouldn't say that Marcella is a typical operatic singer, mm -hmm. but she also sings in very high notes mm -hmm. mm, and I I'm tired of that and it kind of annoys me also because it's hmm, I wouldn't say it's hard to listen to it but yeah as I said I uh, listen to so many bands with this kind of vocals and um, I would like to listen to a band where men sing in this very dramatic operatic style because there are some bands like, as I mentioned, Stradivarius, but it's not, um, they're very fast and the operatic style can't evolve as much as it would be possible. Mm -hmm. In comparison to what? Um, in comparison to the, To a band like Light, uh, Night Like Wish, yes, <laughs> like Night Wish, um, which was totally focused on the operatic singing style that Taya had when she was still in the band mm -hmm. with slower vocal lines and so on. And um, I think also a problem of the operatic vocal style in the metal genre is that Nightwish may be inspired to many bands and inspired to many vocalists, female vocalists. And so there were lots of bands which couldn't get the quality Nightwish has. And, hmm, well, how, how should I describe it? They maybe could not do, or they maybe could not put the operatic vocals in um, a context context yeah mm -hmm. a context that that fits to the vocal style so the music and the instrumentals and the vocals are maybe not always comparable 
I think it's also a problem of the missing quality. That's what I thought when I don't know, just looking on YouTube for some new bands, young bands I want to discover, and I thought of a lot of stuff. Okay, yeah, they they try to copy that typical symphonic style, but just failed. And that's also a problem, the missing quality. Do you think the singers are not skilled enough or do you think um, it's because of another reason? Um, on the one hand, may, I, I won't say they they had not the talent to sing that style, but the also the instrumental, the, the whole music just... It's not um, the the melody is just boring or the whole production mm. is bad. I don't know. They are just not innovative, and that makes it boring and yeah, just missing quality. I think mm -hmm. because I think that the style itself um, you can develop just by training. Yeah, yeah. You don't sure. really need that much talent. You need to be able to sing the notes so that you don't sing out of tune but if you can do that then you can train yourself and then you can um, improve your skills pretty sure yeah so it's not the case like I mentioned Stradivarius again <laughs> where the singer has a really unique voice or maybe also Lee Christine with her really unique voice or Anneke van Giersbergen yeah and that's that's exactly the, the, the thoughts that I that I had the the whole monologue that I had in my head when I, when I started thinking about these, uh, this stuff about, uh, your comments of the whole getting boring thing. And, um, and I thought back to, to the women that have been, um, active on, in the metal scene the longest and, um, exactly voices like Anneke, Liv Christine and, um, yeah, they have, They both have very, very, uh, Christina Scavia also, they have very unique voices, as you just said. And that's something, that's something that you can't learn, but it's still something that, uh, yeah, that I did, that, that, that defines you totally. And, uh, so I, I thought of these three categories in the, in the ages of the gathering and, um, Nightwish with Taya, etc. There, you either had a distinctive voice like Anarchus, or you had the skills like Taya. And that has developed a lot. And obviously, Taya inspired a whole legion of uh, of operatic singers. So that that became more 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 uh, um, yeah more prevalent almost than before because in the nineties in the nineties, for example, skills weren't that important. Liv Anneke, Christina, Sharon de Nodel, uh, have said that they never took singing lessons. Uh, in, in the last interview we had with Christina Scavia, she even said in our interview that she doesn't consider herself a great singer. But when Taya started to, to uh, position herself as, as this very studied singer and inspire this whole generation of classical singers that, um, that also studied and developed that, the, the classical singing skill, the operatic skill, um, that brings us to today where there are a lot of studied classical sopranos mostly. Uh, and then obviously it does get boring. Because it's everywhere. Yeah, that also shows that you need the combination um, of a good songwriter and a good singer. Yes, totally. Because you cannot... 
I don't know. I think that was also some of what uh, Steffi was saying that uh, maybe some some of the singers are great, but if the music isn't isn't uh, in it or or at the same level, then then it's also not that appealing. Mm. Yes, I think some bands maybe also think mm. that a good singer is just enough to make good music, and that's it's not <laughs> definitely not. Yes. And the third uh, kind of singer that uh, came into my into came to mind was the rare cases that that you have both like very unique uh, voices and amazing skills, like for example with Marcella. Yes, and you have been at her universal vocal event, uh, the introduction workshop. Yes, um, it was amazing. It was mind blowing. It was. It was wow. I, I still have to get my my thoughts together <laughs> and and type them down because uh, it was a, an amazing experience. Um, and it's a um, a very new method. And that's what Marcella said the last time she was the last time we spoke to her when she was here in our podcast that the universal voice uh, singing the institute and the book will revolutionize the singing world. And I totally agree on that with her. Um, my perspective on singers and on singing itself has changed, like, completely. Yeah, but uh, what I was saying is that in very rare cases, uh, you had, like, both, like mm. like Marcella with, with her very distinctive voice, but also these amazing skills. And... Um, The skill that the skills that she has and Florianson also has. Wait a second, my cat is going to the bathroom. <laughs> Just like Tarja inspired a lot of singer singers to study classical, I think that Florianson and uh, Alisa and Marcella, with their various uh, skills of um, operatic, uh, clean, poppy belting and growling. I, I'm seeing uh, younger singers wanting to do the same, like learning everything. Yeah. To come back to the operatic singing style for a moment, there are two singers that I really like. One of them is Heidi Parviainen from Dark Sarah. I really like her voice because um, it is so warm and so positive. And most operatic singers... When they sing this classical style, it sounds kind of cold, very technical and very skilled. But she, her voice is different in that case because it still has this warmth that I'm missing, for example, in Taya's voice. You know what I mean? Yes. Do you mean like more emotion or no, not the emotion. color of the voice? Um, it, it gives a warmer feeling. So... Um, When I listen to Taya and she's singing this very high notes, then it it sounds kind of cold to me because there is nothing in this voice that that comforts me. But Heidi has this in her voice, so that it's still a, a very warm feeling. I don't know how I could describe it any better. I just really like that um, it's just warm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's different. Heidi's voice just makes me happy. And that's something that, for example, Taya's voice doesn't do, even though I really loved Nightwish a lot. 
Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we all like or dislike a different, I mean, we all have a different taste in the voices we hear. What do you think about Emmanuel from Sirenia? Boring. <laughs> uh, I like Emmanuel. I think she is uh, very cool on stage. And um, I also think that the music that she's singing right now is awful. It's not for her voice at all. I didn't, I didn't like Eileen because um, the time I saw her live, it was like this teeny tiny mini mouse <laughs> on stage, you know. And, she, and and you know, she's also not that. Um, I mean, there are singers that are not tall like Marcella or uh, Mariangela, but when they are on stage, they become huge. They have this presence. And Eileen was just as small as, as her voice. And I didn't like that. And, and, and in contrast, here comes Emmanuel, who has a, a presence on stage and her voice is like there, you know? And um, it sound, when I saw her live, it sounded very much like it's a lot of effort for her to sing these melodies that were actually made for written for Eileen. But um, as soon as the music fits, I think she's going to be, she's going to be a, a lot better. I think her voice is very interesting because it's, I would describe it as dark. It is. Yes. And it's a bit lower, mm -hmm. but I can't listen to it a lot. <laughs> I wonder what you, what you said, Kiki, about her live performance, because I saw them live I think it was just in the beginning when she joined the band. And there it was just, oh gosh, I think I just um, I went out of the location because I, I could not see that performance. It was just like that the typical diva performance somehow, just standing there singing the opera style, moving nothing, has no expression on her face. It was... Not nice. <laughs> I don't know if it was just because it was one of the first gigs or, um, yeah, maybe she was, was just nervous because you just said the opposite what I felt while, um, while watching a gig from them. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, we also saw them at um, Female Metal Event when she had just joined the band, when we also interviewed Serenia. And I also don't remember that very, like being very well. I do think she was very nervous. But um, the last time that I saw her, it was last year in November, October, November, when they played before... Um, the birthday massacre. The birthday massacre. Well, and then I thought Emmanuel was doing a great job. The only thing that she could do better is learn more English <laughs> <laughs> to um, interact with the audience. But otherwise, she's cool. But I mean, yeah, that's that's exactly what I mean. There are voices and sometimes they are very skilled singers, but that doesn't matter because this particular voice we don't like. You yeah, know what I mean? There is, there is one case. Um, when I think about Floor Janssen, she's a very skilled singer and she can do a lot of vocals. But um, in Nightwish, she's only yelling i don't know about that um i don't know if yelling as i tell you my 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 perspective on singing has changed but uh um i don't know that's that, that, but that's the feeling that i had with anette olson 
you I, I and I don't listen to anything else that she does. And she may be a skilled singer. I cannot judge because I don't listen to her. And I only remember the things that she did with Nightwish. And I don't like it. She's a very unique singer. <laughs> yeah, I like her solo stuff, but I don't really like her in Nightwish. But I also don't like Flo Janssen in Nightwish because she's um, she's not using the the singing styles that she's able to. Yeah. Use. Yeah, I, I totally expect that for the next um, for the next Nightwish album to listen to her have more more vi variety in her voice, maybe growl a little more even. I really like the second revamp album because of that, growling. because of the whole variety of different sounds that she could do. Yep, <laughs> true. And that's actually one of the one of the things that. Um, that Marcella and, and the Universal Voice um, system have actually, they teach you like all the possible um, sounds that you can do with your voice. I mean, we were in just a, in, in just an introduction workshop. It took like two and a half, maybe three hours, the longest, and and we were learning how to growl as well. That was amazing. <laughs> Please, it do. was like for real, five minutes and seven girls. Well, okay, six because the seventh was a growler. But all of us had never done that before. And suddenly we were like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and did it work for you? It was super funny. Um, she said yes, like for the very, very beginning. Sure. Of course, I would have to uh, train a lot. But yeah. Nice. It was really cool. When it comes to growling, mm, no, before I talk a question, can you find out who's singing when you just listen to the growling no no okay i i would say no. yes i would also after say listening that. to more and more female growlings i would say there you can sound a difference i cannot describe okay. it but i think it's there can you also tell the difference not only who is singing is it a woman or a man can you differentiate between i don't know that there's this floor growling this is alisa growling um yes but i when i know the band and i know the singer then i can identify him or her but i wouldn't say that you can automatically say it's a man or a woman growling because if you listen to evocation it's a death metal band from sweden um, the singer, mm -hmm. it's a male singer, and he sounds a lot like um, the former Arch Enemy singer. Angela? Ah. Yes. Wow. So the other way around. Yes. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, but to complete my thought that I was saying, I think that, I think uh, what I was saying that uh, young singers are wanting to be able to know everything as well, just as they do as uh, Floor and Alyssa, for example. Uh, I saw that exactly on this on this concert we were just talking about where Sirenia and the Birthday Massacre played. Um, the opener band, or one of the opener bands, uh, one of them was from the UK, and they are called Xerozon. Xerozon, whatever, with an X in, in the beginning. And um, she did that. Well, it wasn't very operatic, but it was um, nice, clean singing and spiked with some very good growling as well. So, 
yeah and i mean i think that's that's cool also because after <laughs> as i was saying after knowing how marcela can do all that, all those things it's not that i want to growl but i want to know how to do it it's really cool <laughs> and now you do that yes um yeah so after all of these all of these different uh female singers that we've um, been talking about it makes sense a little bit that Elina Siralas, it's not, it doesn't make her a bad singer or anything. It just makes her vocals a little boring in the last Leaves Eyes. Amen. <laughs> Word. Yeah, Pia, I think, I think you, uh, I'm a prophet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How many things have you predicted? I think it, this is not the first one. No, but I don't remember another one. You should write things down. <laughs> yes, I should. I think this is your question, though, at the end of my notes. Uh, it says, is it a sign of emancipation that it's getting normal when women have the same vocal skills as men? Yeah, yeah exactly. I, so. I wrote it down. Or is it more pressure because they have to have these skills? Yeah. Mm. Do they really have to have these skills? I just noticed that young bands or the singers, the female singers of young bands almost always also do growls. Uh, that not the, don't know, the guitarist is now growling that was, I don't know, 10 years before. And now always the female singer has also to sing clear and has to grow. And Maybe, of course, it's also just um, to show what you can, sure. But I also th thought, hmm, well, maybe it's just because they have to. Maybe it's just getting so normal and maybe they're standing under pressure that they have to learn it and they just need to have that vocal style. I don't think what that do they think? really go out and try to do it and think that yeah I have to learn it I think if they can do it they also do it but I don't think that if they don't want to do that that they are forced or I don't know I think they are just they just do what they want and they are not forced into this gothic metal style with a with a light voice for the girls and the growlings for the men I think that changed a lot Yes, and that's great because yep. away with uh, gender stereotypes, totally. And I don't think that's um, uh, it's that way. I don't think that anyone can uh, oblig obligate obligate or force you to to sing like this or sing like that. I think uh, the, the this question goes a little bit further because it's not. Um, It's not about being obligated and it's also not about falling into one of these ca ca categories anymore that was, uh, like you say before, like, um, yeah, with the, like when the gender also uh, more or less dictated what kind of voice uh, is right for you. But I do think that it's that it might be some kind of inspiration that if you see um, more women than 10 years ago growling, that you might at least consider it. Because that's that's why what I always say about representation. Because the things we don't see, we we don't we might not think that we can also achieve. So if we see more women in metal, then we can also we 
it's it's more likely that you will will say okay then i can also sing or or play metal and the more growling females that or or female growlers that you see the more you will start to think maybe i could do that if you like it also you know mm -hmm. there's yeah. one band there is one woman who growls since forever that is sabina klassen from holy moses so it's not something that new no of course No, no. Yeah, maybe it's just, I don't know, because it get, got so popular the last time. Maybe it just needed mm. some rule models who inspired the new generation, like Taya and Nightwish. So That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And I also think um, Sabine Klaassen is not so girly. She, she dresses, I wouldn't say she dresses like a man, but she doesn't really dress what I would say is stereotypical female. But for example, Alyssa does. And maybe that was um, something that showed other women, well, I don't have to give up my femality. <laughs> Femininity. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, mm. To do that. I can have both. I can look sexy and also grow. Mm -hmm. That's true too. I think also lots, lots of um, in the metalcore scene. I think that's very often these girls with um, short tops and long hair and just growling and shouting as hell. I think that it's even longer popular in that way. Of yeah, being, but there are also yeah. bands um, in metalcore. You very often have two singers because they sing so much and so fast and change so often and um, for example the band Venues they have a female singer who has a very uh, a very light and a very um, how can I describe it she has not the strongest voice on earth she has a good voice but it's not that strong and that um, reminded me a bit of gothic metal <laughs> Because mm -hmm. of this stereotypical um, order. Yeah. And we just uh, took out the, <laughs> the word female before our female vocals in metal. That was the original title for this episode. And we haven't talked about men singing at all. <laughs> we did. I mentioned evocation and Stradivarius. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right. Yeah. Um, As we said with uh, with Marcella, I would also like to to hear more men in in very heavy metal singing clean, even operatic. I want her to to open a band in which she's growling and a man is singing the operatic vocals. <laughs> oh that yes, Marcella, do that. <laughs> I love Henning Bass. Uh, his voice is really cool. In which oh, band yeah. is he singing? Firewind, Sons of Seasons. My yes, that was. Maybe I'll check them out. Maybe I won't. <laughs> <laughs> we saw him. We saw him at the Fampier. Put their songs in the Spotify playlist and you have to. Yes, I'll do that. And if you out there have something that we should listen to, some very unique singers or something like that, please tweet at us at Metal High Heels. Yes. Another singer with a very unique voice um, is Anna Murphy, of course. I must forget Whoa. to mention her. <laughs> 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 
anyway, uh, yeah, we gotta go to bed now, apparently, <laughs> but we're also <laughs> through with, uh, with our topic. So, um, yeah, then on the next episode, I'm gonna be gone on vacation, so have fun. So the topic of our next episode will be death metal. Exactly. And you know where to find uh, us and our next episode, of course, metalandhighheels.com slash podcast. 20. Yeah, podcast 20 for the show notes of this episode. Wow, it's a small anniversary. Yeah, the 20th episode. Our jingle is based on the song Storm by Mercy Isle, and the speaker is Cassandra Novell, also from Mercy Isle. Thank you for the jingle, and thank you out there for listening. For listening and subscribing. Yes, do that. Bye bye. Bye bye.